0: Who let, who, let who, let who let the dogs out? Dogs out, dogs out, who let the dogs out, who let the dogs out? who let the
1: dogs out who let the dogs out
0: At ten AM on Tuesday, February sixteenth. Walt Disney Studios tweeted a photo of Emma Stone as Cruella De Vil. This was part of its marketing for the gritty origin story, which is slated for a May release on Disney+. 51 minutes later, Stephen Douglas, a writer for the big lead and a valued coworker of mine, made a joke on Twitter. It garnered a single retweet and five likes. Within the minute, he made another joke. This one got six likes. At 11.10, Douglas went to the well again. This time he really had something. It has, as of this very moment, racked up 16 retweets and 123 likes. For Douglas and his 4,200 followers, this is uncharacteristic engagement. But it was nothing compared to what would come next who let the dogs dogs welcome to the Kyle coster show with me Kyle coster this episode is about going viral it may be the first real-time documentation of the 24 hours that follow a popular tweet and it may be the last if that doesn't scare you no evil you know what I didn't write that. Never mind. Timestamps are essential. They're proof of concept. A line in the sand, proving something happened at a certain time. If you think about it, they're as tangible as proof comes in 2021. We may be a fractured society that can't agree on anything. But there's no real debate over timestamps. When it comes to Douglas, the one we care about is at eleven twelve AM. He tweets, if the Cruella trailer doesn't feature a children's choir singing a haunting, slowed down cover version of a certain Baja men song, what are we even doing here? It's brilliance is in its simplicity. Who among us does not have fine memories of a certain canine-based GPS query? The answer, based on the response, well, that's a null set. Because the likes and retweets came swiftly. Within 20 minutes, it became crystal clear that this was a unicorn, a piece of online content capable of lifting 500 times its body weight, like some sort of viral ped field ant. Suffering from podcaster's block, myself, an idea was hatched. What if someone checked in with Steven to check his pulse in real time, to scientifically and poetically catalog that experience? What if a live blog pivoted to audio? About an hour later, I called him up to see if this was his first rodeo, bucking into that internet stratosphere and untethering from existing reality. He recalled a previous viral tweet back in 2012. Alabama was running all over Notre Dame in the national title game. We had just learned Manti Teo's girlfriend didn't exist.
1: I had tweeted that he wasn't missing tackles in the national championship game. He was hugging his uh, girlfriend. And that just, that was nonstop for like days, just three tweets. One of my tweets was about a, Mark Sanchez and Tony Romo, if they had played a game of darts, it was during a Monday night football game. If they had played a game of darts, thousands of people would have died and it would have lasted for hours because they were so inaccurate. And that was an, that was the one where my follower count actually ballooned and it got to like 4,000 people, which is what it's still at. And that was like a decade ago, which shows you I'm both – very funny on Twitter, but also very bad at it in building a brand. Because most of the time, I'm just tweeting to like the same. It feels like dozen people, uh, my coworkers, some old TBL commenters who I'm very friendly with. And when something like this happens, it's weird because, like, my my mentions column on TweetDeck is just a mess, and I can't actually see if anybody's talking to me.
0: It seems like there's kind of a sweet spot on Twitter for people like you and I, where it'd be nice if it got some engagement, if you knew it was pretty decent with 35 people retweeting it or whatever, or giving that affirmation. But once it gets beyond a specific point, it just kind of becomes a bit of a nightmare. So you wouldn't even want that full time, correct?
1: Yeah, I I can't imagine what being the uh, main character on Twitter would be like uh obviously this is for something you know lighthearted and fun just a stupid tweet about the baja men and the cruella movie but like when when that lady got off the plane and she had made that bad tweet and had no idea in her i mean i I don't know if phones really do melt but i can imagine it happening if you have like uh notifications turned on or something and just like a constant barrage because i mean I mean, this is like 5,000 retweets right now. And it's too much to, to even comprehend. So I can't imagine somebody who does it, somebody with a real following who has like that, ma- that much engagement on like every tweet, no matter what they're doing. Stephen mentioned Justine Sacco,
0: a public relations executive who back in 2015 sent the Babe Ruth of bad tweets before boarding a plane to South Africa. It was everywhere before she had even her first in-flight snack or watched a movie. There was an entire news cycle that revolved around the moment she'd arrive and realized her life had blown up. That's the thing about instant fame. Although plenty can be predicted, there's this certain type of boundless possibility. Things can move in many different directions. And so often after that happens, we move on as though we all knew things would play out exactly how we expected. It's not true. We reverse engineer that situation. For now, all press was good press. People were absolutely loving it. It was like the first half of a Martin Scorsese movie before the walls start closing in. As we sit now, it is 12.51 Eastern Time. It was tweeted at 11.12 So we're looking at getting into the the two-hour mark here in a little bit. It is at 704 retweets, now 706, 27 quote tweets, 5,183 likes. I'm just curious in doing this project to see what actually happens to these numbers, uh, how quickly they move throughout the first hour, and whether they die down quickly or whether it gets a second life at some point today and explodes again. Do you have any prediction about what shape this particular tweet might take? Do you think it's going to die uh, kind of a bit of a gradual death or do you think it's going to get some, um, resurrections as we go through the next 24 hours or so?
1: Uh, from previous tweets that have been successful as much as a tweet can be successful, uh, yeah, it usually goes on for like, I don't know. I feel like mine go on for like 12-24 hours and then after that it'll just randomly pop up with like a like every once a day or something. So I don't I don't know what I'm looking at when when we're all done. Like I'm looking at who retweeted this and I don't see I don't see the culprit, yet. So that's something that's really important to you to try
0: to go through this kind of like CSI and figure out exactly what caused it to get to this point. I think that we, I think that that's a very natural human thing to do, right? You just, the curiosity of figuring out who gave me entry into this new world.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Just because I, I, you know, I, I live online. I'm on Twitter all day, pretty much and when something like this happens you you're very interested in why you know i mean who who thinks i'm funny you know who thinks i'm funny that has a blue check mark and and who really actually matters not like all these regular people but the important people does it feel good right now yeah of course it feels good it's it's got all the uh all the endorphins firing it's a, it's a nice feeling. You know, I feel like a lot of my tweets are funny and then to just have them go out and just like die. Like I might as well just set it out loud in my living room with no one around to actually have one that does get traction. You know, it, it feels good. Are you feeling a sense of
0: accomplishment? Like, are you having it? Are you having a hard time focusing on, doing other things because you're kind of thinking about what's happening with this tweet
1: a little bit. Um, you know, it's the same thing. Like when we write a post and it actually takes off and you're getting a lot of traffic and you're like, you you just want to keep looking at the analytics and be like, Oh wow. How many people are here still? Oh, it's starting to go down. That sucks. Um, so it, it feels good to watch the numbers go up. You know, it's a, it's a very, uh, normal human thing. And I don't know. I'm yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely enjoy it when I put something out there and, and it's just a little bit of affirmation that it wasn't stupid, even if it was stupid like this.
0: Have you, have you followed up to it? Have you replied to it? And if, if not, uh, do you have plans to do so in the future?
1: You know, that's one of those things that you see on every viral tweet is someone says, you know, I don't have a SoundCloud, but so I just put up the uh, I I replied to it like a half hour, an hour later with a link to the uh, little things post that I did yesterday on the big lead. Uh, I didn't in my mind. I'm like, yeah, I don't have a SoundCloud, but here's a link to something I wrote. But I, I didn't put the SoundCloud part because I didn't want to be hacky. I wanted to show everybody how cool I was. And I, I think it worked.
0: Well, honestly, I mean, I, I mean, I'm hoping that this conversation reveals the very real decisions that people make that they actually think about. Um, and, And I can reveal that I was going to message you and say, Hey, you should respond to it, at least pointing to your work. Like if people like this, where can they find more of you? And I think in the past, I probably would have overthought that forever and, and been like, no, I would never do that or blah, 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 come up with a reason to not do it. And now I feel it's just like almost the expected responsible thing, which you probably should be doing for the betterment of, of the site as a whole anyway. It's funny to think about it in those terms.
1: Yeah, definitely. And just like trying to figure out what I should link to, uh, you know, how close to the Cruelelel Deville content. Uh, should i get because surprisingly you know i do have that in my bag (laughs) but i but like my wife will ask me after a day of blogging she'll be like oh what'd you write about and my mind is just blank it's like uh football and basketball no matter how much time i or effort i spent on posts during the day it just as soon as i like walk away from the computer it's just everything shuts down
0: who let the dogs, let the, dogs let the dogs out. Dogs Who let the dogs out? Okay. Here's Steven at 4:03 p.m. 5 hours after Inception. The tweet has 1,574 retweets and 11,684 likes. It's an absolute monster. Everyone on staff here is in awe at the size of the lad. If it were non-pandemic times and we were in the office, we'd have celebrated with an early happy hour, the diviest dive and walking distance.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I, my tweet deck has not slowed down at all. It's a mess. Um, it appears that uh, Cruella is trending on twitter i saw it on my uh twitter app on my phone and the first thing that is featured underneath uh like a e-news story about it is my tweet so i think that's for first time that th- that's ever happened to me uh you know it's I, there's a lot going on what do you think that says
0: about the news judgment of twitter that your tweet is, is featured prominently in discussion about, about this movie.
1: Well, it makes me wonder if,
0: if a human being chose it. What, talk to me about the engagement from, uh, from the Blue Checkmark community. Uh, have you had time to compile any type of uh, list of, of who's who that have, that have retweeted this or liked it? What, what are we looking like in that department?
1: Yeah, after we got off the uh, last call. I was able to finally sift through it and scroll back through a tweet deck an old uh, deadspin commenter retweeted it and I think that's how uh, Drew Magary saw it and then he retweeted it and he has like 200,000 followers and another person that another blue check mark that retweeted it was uh, Justin Halpern who fittingly got a TV show based off of tweets so I don't know if you've considered this
0: possibility by speaking it into existence, but I think that there's a very good chance if this thing continues to spiral out of control and we, and we see it reach the uh, six figures in likes uh, per se in the next week, you realize that there's a chance that someone will actually do this, right? If it gets popular enough that they will go ahead and they will they'll actually make the piece of content that you've you've envisioned in your head and it will be scored by the Baja men, whether that's an official product or whether that's something that's crowdsourced from Twitter. Have you thought about that yet?
1: Uh, Not really. I, I think it's already big enough. There's already been enough of a reach that if the right person did see it, that, you know, it's a funny idea. (laughs) I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with that. I think if the right person saw it right now, I mean, you don't need a, you only a certain amount of retweets for something to happen. It's not like, uh, you know, I have asked a beer company to take me to prom or something. Uh, you know, it, if it happens, it happens, I'll be happy. But if it doesn't, you know, I'll, I'll always have it in my head.
0: How are things around the house? Does the wife know that you're going viral?
1: She does. Um, We were both sitting at the kitchen table with our children running around, uh, making all sorts of noise. And uh, she asked me what I was laughing at. And it was something that we were talking about. And I'm like, oh, no. She asked if I was being productive. I'm like, well, not really. A few distractions. And like, I had a tweet go viral. And she said, oh, really? Show me. And I sent it to her. And then she sent it to a couple friends. You know, the, the real world works just like the Internet in that way. So adding into the intrigue, um,
0: the co-workers here, uh, I've taken it upon I, myself as a recovering gambling enthusiast uh, to set an over under on what we're what we think we're looking at in the 24 hour period. Um, and we're kind of split as a team uh, on the over and on the under. It seems like now we're in a situation where a couple of guys might be batting against the success of, of this tweet and you have a couple, you know, you have a couple champions of your work and, and appreciators <laughs> of fine art like myself, who are going for the over um, any interest in this competition. And, and where, what do you think it's going to um, land at now after you've kind of been monitoring it for the last four hours or so with that in mind?
1: You know, I, I really have no idea where it could end up. Um, I'd say I would guess we're about halfway there because it's still going strong. So like 3,000 tweets, uh, 25,000 likes maybe would make sense.
0: Around this time, an interesting thing began to happen. Steven's tweet, which started out as commentary on existing art, became the source material. There was a new bit of carbon in that chain and it only strengthened its power. And now time to pay the bills.
1: I have seen what happens in the replies to the tweet. Like I put that link in there and it got 12 likes or do you want to call them likes or favorites? What does Twitter call them? Likes. Likes. Okay. I got 12 likes. And then like I showed you, somebody had retwe- somebody had replied with uh, uh, DMX should be on the soundtrack with some specific song. And he had 66 people like that tweet. And it was, it was actually, it was a lot of people. If I had t- 66 likes on a tweet, I'd be happy. And he's, and he followed up, he, re, he tweeted again, said, uh, oh, thanks for all the likes. And it's just, I just found that really, it's a, it's like its own little ecosystem beneath the tweet. And, you know, that's how you get the reply guys. I kind of think about this stuff a lot in, in the
0: sense that everything has a level Uh, In in life is like these series of levels and you have the tweets you send every single day or I send every day that don't get much engagement in this very insignificant amount of people see them and maybe they like them, but you never get that feedback, then you get one that rises to a level of some level of conversation that it starts having its own, like in the replies. And even yours is an offhand joke of this huge movie project that is commenting on a movie that came out when we were kids. So it's just so interesting to see all the ways that uh, we build these structures to have these conversations. And there's really no limit to how like segmented they can get. If you're getting a person who's chopping in there and getting a lot of likes and using it as a platform to reach a bigger audience, him, himself or herself. It's really fascinating to see what anything that has any type of like forward momentum has the way of bringing other things along with it. It's really fascinating to see just as like a social experiment.
1: Yeah. And like, I, I haven't, I've picked up like 10 followers, I think off of the, uh, the thousands and thousands of engagements which is another you know I've been stuck at this level of twitter which you know seeing the the action that you get when you do have something this big you know it's I'm kind of happy to be at this level where I have I'm able to know like most most everybody that interacts with me the the follow up is a big deal i don't want to blow it i've got this momentum and you know i want to keep it going
0: look I, I think that that's, uh, that's very understandable. Um, we joke about it, but when someone significant follows you or you weren't expecting or you're like kind of excited about it, that first tweet you send after uh, is really nerve wracking because you know a lot is riding on it uh, and you don't want to screw up and you know there's no way you can kind of replicate uh, the magic of whatever push that person to follow you in the first place.
1: Yeah, and another big thing is, like, mostly, you know, things I tweet uh, are jokes or uh, links to my work. And I've been so distracted by this that I haven't done any work, so I haven't had anything to, uh, to tweet.
0: Who who who? Stephen went about his day. He had dinner with his family, put his kids to bed, probably read them a few bedtime stories. Real head of family stuff, hungry work, tired work. It came as no surprise that the weight of another day hung on his shoulders like the weight of a trendy blanket. You can hear it in his voice. It's 926. The tweet has 2,494 retweets. 87 quote tweets, 19,902 likes. There's a very palpable feeling that the momentum is coming to an abrupt halt, that the dying embers are just over the darkened horizon. What do you expect these to look like when you uh, get up bright and early tomorrow? Do you think there's going to be a lot of overnight growth as West Coast Twitter gets a hold of it? Or do you think they're going to stay pretty, uh,
1: pretty static? You know, I'm not really sure. Uh, the last few hours, uh, I've been watching the ticker pretty closely, and it's really slowed down quite a bit. Uh, I, I got to tell you, the the joy of earlier is kind of wearing off. Um, I just can't stop picking up my phone. Um, it's, it's become a real burden, so I don't know where it's going to end up. If it's at the exact same numbers tomorrow at six or seven a.m., you know it was a hell of a ride. You seem a little bit like you're you're hitting the wall right now. It's it's been a day. Um, I don't really know where we where we go from here. Um, you know I don't know how I'm going to follow this up. It's it's a lot like in the NCAA tournament when like a Cinderella team you know, makes their long run. And then they finally lose in like the Elite Eight. And, you know, then what? It's just over. I, I actually put up a tweet about an hour ago asking people to stop retweeting because, you know, I just, I was ready to move on. And I, I want people to know that that's the reason that the numbers have stopped climbing. It's not because of a loss of interest or anything like that. It's because I wanted to go out on my terms. All right. Well,
0: you know, I mean, we don't need to belabor uh, this this at all. It seems like you're you're losing steam. I'm very curious if uh, if we wake up tomorrow morning and you're rejuvenated by this, uh, or if you're just ready to still put down the past. Well, I guess we'll know more after we, after you sleep on it.
1: Oh, it'll definitely be the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. Grab my phone, check on Twitter, and see if it's gone up ten or a hundred or. Who knows? You know, maybe somebody, maybe a big account will re-engage. I did see uh, one person quote retweeted it and they had said that they had uh, messed around with this idea over voice memos today. Uh, So I think, I think someone is going to try this. Uh, It it might not be somebody big, but somebody is going to try this, I think.
0: So you think someone's going to actually do your musical idea?
1: I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like earlier I was, I had high hopes of, you know, a children's choir and a burnt down church, but uh, I think somebody is going to try some version of the uh, slow who let the dogs out. And when that happens, what do you anticipate your reaction will be? Well, I just hope it doesn't suck. (laughs) I hope it's well done. Um, But no matter what, if, if they try, you know, it's like my tweet. I tried and, you know, magic happened. So I, I, will, I will get a great kick out of it if that does happen.
0: Yeah, but there is that pressure of, of whether they execute the idea well or they do it sloppily and kind of uh, make everybody think that it wasn't such a good idea after all. And it's kind of like your creativity is now in someone's hands that's going to ultimately be judged.
1: Well, you know, it'll be like uh, the Justice League movie. Um, if, if it doesn't come out uh, in a way that makes the fans happy, I'll just say, well, you know, I wasn't involved in the end product. Uh, you know, we need the Douglas cut. Things are
0: different the next day. The tweet is performed magnificently overnight. I wait the 24 hours until 11, 12 a.m., And I call Steven to reflect on it all. All right. 24 hours have elapsed. And the official totals on this tweets engagement are 3,188 retweets, 112 quote tweets. If you add those two together, this is awesome. It's exactly 3,300 retweets or quote tweets and 26,400. Hundred likes. My first impression about these numbers, obviously, this is a very successful tweet. Uh, let's let's state the obvious there. But it's pretty crazy that internally on our Slack channel, I set the over under at about three point two uh, thousand retweets and twenty five thousand likes, and it's crazy just how close that kind of came to being the bar. What are your reactions as? your first comments after this 24 hour process has, has come to a close. How are you feeling?
1: Uh, good. You know, I weathered the storm. I I didn't really face any backlash. Um, it just kept going and going. It's still going and and I've, I've almost gotten used to my uh, feed being a mess. Um, it's actually uh, looking at something besides TweetDeck helps. Like if you look at the actual Twitter site or the Twitter app on your phone, you can actually just see replies, and I was actually able to interact with people. And uh, it's it's impressive. It's I it's hard to believe that I had a tweet that did more traffic than this because it's seemed overwhelming yesterday, especially. But also the big surprise was that somebody came to me this morning, tweeted uh, a TikTok they made, and they had actually um, done a choral version of the song of the Bahaman, which is absolutely hilarious. And we speculated that that might happen, and you seemed
0: actually pretty pretty confident that it would. Uh, that it didn't need to go any further. And and you were exactly right. Within, you know, within 24 hours, we, ha- we had this actual manifestation of the idea you had in your head, which I have to imagine is actually something that's really cool for you.
1: Yeah, it is actually very cool um, to see something like that happen. Um, We've predicted it would and the weird part, the weirdest part is, or maybe the most expected part was when I looked at the TikTok, which is made by uh, Mary Moore at Mary Moore music. Uh, she, for the picture of the tweet, it was a picture from Stereo Gums Instagram. So someone had taken a screen grab and put it on their feed, which was another thing that we thought would happen that the, uh, the content farms as it were the meme shares would actually take it so it actually was seen and shared by many more people than we even know yeah two things about that i mean once it got out of the
0: twitter ecosystem and got onto some other social media platforms that's when it becomes really impossible to track exactly its reach but obviously goes exponentially out And the fact that the artistic choice was simply to take a screen grab of a tweet, which kind of is an interesting choice on its face, but also in that it gives you, it retains your ownership. Your name is still on it where that idea came from. I think that that's actually something that's really maybe wouldn't always be the case. Uh, It's kind of seemed like you're maintaining credit and, and being, being given afforded the opportunity to
1: to own this a little bit longer,
0: even as it gets further away from its origin.
1: Yeah. Like they, they didn't, uh, there was no contact or anything. They just took the screen grab. Um, it was very, uh, internet one or 2.0, you know, uh, just grabbing it. Um, but it is good that they, they kept my name on it. Cause otherwise, uh, Mary would have just made this awesome music, and it might never got back to me. And have just sat there on her TikTok page, monitoring one
0: single tweet like this. Such a small part of the internet as a whole, even though it went uber viral and is your second most shared tweet ever. There's just so much stuff out there. There's so much noise. Like, it's almost impossible to break through. And even when you do break through, it's kind of like, will this have any long-lasting
1: impact for you personally, do you think? Well, aside from becoming a Cruella guy, um, I don't know. It's it just... I have by doing this by stopping to actually talk about it uh different stages over the last 24 hours it's got me looking at like other tweets that come across my timeline differently when I see that they have when I see something as 5,000 likes or um, 5,000 retweets and I'm like now I, I think oh what what is that person going through like did they I mean if it's good you know great but if it's something bad and it's being shared so many times you just, I can't imagine dealing with that when you press send
0: dealing with the deluge of immediate feedback and seeing it go out there uh so far reaching i feel like the pressure would really begin to weigh on you if you knew that everything that you were putting out into the ecosystem it was going to be seen by so many people i think that that pressure would be initially very crippling until you got used to it
1: yeah it's like i mean the best i could Think of it, um, like on your birthday on Facebook, when like 40, hundred people that you haven't talked to in forever, just start saying ha- happy birthday. Like, okay. Do I respond to each and every single one of these people? Or do I just do the thing where I, oh, well, thanks for all the birthday wishes. And that's what it is. Like for somebody like big cat, like, I don't know, 10 times a day where, they put something out and then like a thousand people are trying to like tell them joke, uh, go on with it or, and then there's also the people who are like, Oh, you're an idiot. I hate you. You know, you, so you have to sift through the good, the bad. And I mean, how do you, there's so much stuff that gets missed. Like if I hadn't been looking at my Twitter app, I would have missed the song even, you know, it's something that, as it comes through, uh, it just so happened I looked and I was able to catch it and, you know, but I could have missed it for like 24 hours or something. And then it's like, does it feel less special if like 24 hours from now I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I'm just sifting through my t- retweets and I saw what you did. And that was pretty cool. Did you get more interactions from famous people that stood out overnight? Yes, yeah. Um, well, just the the one that I saw, and it was only because someone tweeted at me saying, congratulations on being tweeted at by Adam Lambert from American Idol. And he has over 2 million followers, so he, he, he didn't retweet me, but he tweeted at me and said, ha, ha, ha. It's like, who knows what would have happened to this tweet if he had quote tweeted it or just straight up retweeted it. But again, that's like, how does a celebrity deal with that? They see all this stuff on their feed and then they just, I mean, does he go through and just do that to every single person that he makes them laugh on Twitter? I mean, it's just crazy. And then, like, his response to me has, like, 100 retweets and faves or whatever. And then there's, there are, like, Adam Lambert bots that, like, take note of everything he does. I can't imagine, like, and that's such a huge ecosystem, such a big audience to have to deal with. So I can't imagine doing that on on a daily basis.
0: And based on what his reaction to you was, his was positive. He thought it was. Yeah. Had it been negative, and he and he quote tweets you, he shapes and he shifts the conversation in a totally different way to an even larger audience than you were reaching initially, perhaps like cumulative. So it's like at any moment you could get a good actor or a bad actor involved to change the conversation into meaning something totally different than what the original intent was.
1: Yeah. And what if it, it hadn't been like, this tweet was a joke about what, should what could have been in the trailer what if it had been like a joke about the movie about like how emma stone looked or something like you know she looks like sia or something and then some someone involved in the movie responds to that and then even if it was a very funny joke if somebody responds to that negatively then yeah it it could change everything i mean we want the site and we want our stuff to be as successful
0: as it as it can be but given, the, given this little taste of what it would be like if our posts were reaching this many people on every single one, is that something that you could envision even wanting to deal with? Are you kind of happy with the level of notoriety and audience that you have in a way because it's manageable and perhaps because, because you're used to doing that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... For us, I mean, it's a delicate balancing act. I mean, our job is to write about, uh, well, everything, but mostly like sports media. And if we're critical of somebody, then they probably saw it. And I don't know, it's a, it's a delicate balancing act. of, And you want traffic because we need traffic. If we don't get traffic, then eventually this is going to go away. So we... Have to do this stuff. But by doing this stuff, we put it out there. And I mean, they're real people can get upset. And I mean, it's the same thing with just writing about athletes. I mean, we write about, ah, this guy's not clutch or something like that. And I mean, it comes down to it, that's a real person. It's a very rich person, but it's a real person. And they're probably annoyed with all that. So when you get somebody like James Harden who says he's not online, you're like, how are you not online? But also, well, that makes a lot of sense.
0: Who let the dogs out? Who dogs out? Who let the dogs who out? Who so that's it. That's the first and possibly last of this genre. Was it good? Maybe. Was it worth a swing? Sure. Then again, isn't everything? There is one thing I didn't tell you. A few hours before the viral tweet, Steven responded to something I had tweeted. It was one of the worst responses I had ever read on Twitter by quality. And that's saying a lot, it's saying an awful lot. So being the jerk I am, I helpfully reminded him that everyone could see what he writes there. Point proven. So what am I trying to say? What's all this been about? The best way to make it through with hearts and wrists intact is to realize that two out of three ain't bad. And what we really want is every once in a while to make sure that our microphone is actually plugged in. The Kyle Coster Show is written by me and Kevin Allen. It is produced by Sean Daly, art by Kevin Gomez, Additional music by Mary Moore. And then I'll just do the ending. Let me write it really quick, Sean.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.